Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, June 30th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Plans to play baseball during the pandemic kick in this week. The Cardinals will begin training camp at Bush Stadium as Major League Baseball tries to salvage a season during the outbreak. I think the virus will dictate how the season ends, but I think it's in everybody's best interest to at least try to start. We will speak with MLB.com Cardinals beat writer Annie Rogers about plans for a shortened season and how the pandemic is affecting her job. The fallout continues from a tense showdown between protesters and a St. Louis couple who pointed guns at them during a Sunday evening march to the mayor's house. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. Hundreds of protesters marched on Portland Place, cutting towards Mayor Cruzen's home Sunday night to demand her resignation. But they were met with Patricia and Mark McClowski's guns. The McClowski's are local personal injury lawyers. Instead of relying on police or private security, the armed couple demanded protesters leave their private street. Their lawyer, Al Watkins, says the McClowskis took matters into their own hands because they were fearful of personal property damage. Those are not faces whose expressions are one of disgust or concern about peaceful protesters. These are faces of people who are in fear. Watkins says the McClowskis do not want their behavior to be distorted into an anti-Black Lives Matter message. The St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office says it is looking into the matter. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Arch City Defenders has filed a lawsuit against the city of St. Louis over the death of an inmate. The legal organization is suing over the death of Louis Payton, who died at the medium security institution commonly known as the workhouse. Payton died of an opioid overdose in 2018. The lawsuit claims staffers failed to provide or obtain timely medical care. It argues that violated Payton's 14th Amendment rights to equal protection. A spokesman for St. Louis Mayor Lida Cruzen declined to comment, adding that the city does not respond to pending litigation. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is a step closer to authorizing a public vote on the possible lease of St. Louis Lambert International Airport. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the board has given first round approval after a long and bitter debate. In addition to asking voters whether they want a private company to take over operations at Lambert, the bill directs where the proceeds of a $1.7 billion lease should go. Much of it is directed to neighborhoods on the north side, which has been economically depressed for years. Opponents say the bill was rushed in order to benefit billionaire political donor Rex Singfield. But Fifth Ward Alderwoman Tamika Hubbard says she was tired of her white colleagues constantly finding, quote, boogeymen when something benefits wards like hers. How can Black Lives Matter to you when you vote consistently no against any and everything to benefit them? Alderman must still take one more vote before sending the bill to Mayor Lida Cruson. If she signs it, it would go on the November ballot. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. A national report concludes almost twice as many homes and businesses in Missouri are likely to experience flood damage than the federal government anticipates. The nonprofit group First Street Foundation estimates more than 280,000 properties are at risk of flood damage. Researchers also found about a third of the properties in Valley Park are at risk. Valley Park City Attorney Tim Engelmeyer disagrees. He says the city's large levy 
has kept residents dry. And I just don't know where or how they're coming up with that number, considering that the most flood-prone area for the city of Valley Park is protected by a levee. Valley Park and other communities along the lower Merrimack River have experienced three record-breaking floods over the last five years. The St. Louis Cardinals open training camp this week at Bush Stadium. It's part of Major League Baseball's plan to play a shortened 60-game schedule because of coronavirus. I spoke with MLB.com Cardinals beat writer Annie Rogers about baseball during a pandemic and whether she is surprised teams are trying to have a season during the outbreak. I think that it's in everybody's best interest to at least start the season, do the best that they can to control each team's bubble and at least start playing. Um, I think the virus will dictate how the season ends, but I think it's in everybody's best interest to at least try to start. How are you approaching your job throughout all this? It's been an interesting time for reporters, and I think us adjusting to coverage as baseball comes back will be crucial as well. I mean, everything's going to be over Zoom and teleconferences. Um, That's not what we're used to. We're used to going through the clubhouse. But at the end of the day, it's about covering baseball and covering the team that we're watching play. So we'll adjust to our job. And it's definitely interesting, though, to think about all of the changes that we're going to have to go through as well. What are some of the adjustments you are preparing for? The temperature checks every time you go into the stadium, being you know pretty spread out in between each reporter in the press box. I think the biggest change is the Zoom calls that we'll be doing for interviews. The access is going to look different, and it's just the situation that we're in. All of the beat reporters are going to be talking with one player, uh, which is usually not how it goes pre-game. Uh, posting's a little different. Usually we'll, we'll find the star star of the game or something or the starting pitcher and, uh, and talk to him all, all in a scrum, but there's always the option of going to find someone on your own and do one-on-one interviews. So I think that everybody's kind of going to have to adjust. Will you be going on the road? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I'm not sure yet exactly what it looks like. I know for sure I'll be going to Bush Stadium as far as the road. I'm not quite sure if I'll start going on the road to start the season. Uh, maybe if we get to the end of the season, we can start having reporters travel a little bit more. But I think it's going to be an outlet-by-outlet basis. I think every reporter is going to have to weigh those risks of traveling and see what happens. How concerned are you from a health safety standpoint to just go into Bush Stadium to do your job? I've thought a lot about this. Obviously, there are concerns, but I also think that Bush Stadium and the Cardinals are going to do their best to make sure that it's a safe environment for everyone involved. And at the end of the day, like I have to do what I have to do to make sure that I feel safe going to work. So that you know means wearing a mask, that means having hand sanitizer on me, that means washing my hands frequently, and you know obviously being aware of of anything that comes up, whether it's temperature-wise or symptom-wise. You know, right now I'm looking forward to going back to doing my job the way I know how, and we'll see what happens. Is absolutely on my mind, and I'm going to have to make sure that it continues to be on the forefront of my mind and everyone else around me as well. When you hear the reports from Toronto, Philadelphia, the Dodgers, and I believe the Texas Rangers, all teams that have had players or at least members of their organizations test positive for COVID-19, does that make you more nervous? I think that every team is going to see positive cases because players are traveling from all over and they're going to be traveling and then reporting within a few days what needs to happen next and what every team has to be prepared for is how they handle those cases. Getting the players into quarantine as soon as possible 
making sure the contact tracer is able to trace every single contact back throughout the organization. I am a little less worried on, on my side just because I don't think I will have direct contact with the players themselves, and I haven't traveled at all, but it's definitely something that I, I need to be aware of, and I think every other reporter needs to be aware of as well. Once the players finally get back on the field and the games start, hopefully, how different will this be to watch from a fan's perspective? I'm really interested to see what the games look like on TV, um, especially as we start out with empty stadiums. And it's going to be a lot on the broadcasters to really inject that energy into the broadcast. There's going to be a lot of people watching because we've missed baseball for so long. That was my conversation with MLB.com Cardinals beat writer Annie Rogers about Major League Baseball's plan to play a shortened season amid the COVID-19 outbreak. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.